Hey, what's going on? And welcome back to Modified to the Lanes. We've uh, taken a bit of a, a break from doing the podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and say we're back, Gary. Yes, sir. We're here and we're going to talk a little bit tonight. Yeah, we we uh, we all know what happened in 2020, then we don't need to talk about it. So no. there, there, obviously there were some good things, but there was there was a lot of things that we're not here to discuss right now for 2020. Um, things are are looking back to normal, and we're gonna we're gonna try to pick this thing back up by by popular demand. I mean, all three fans that we have asked if we were gonna. Yep, we heard from all three of them. So yes, here we are. So thank you. We we really appreciate it. So we're gonna discuss some uh, upcoming events. We've got a Memorial Day weekend race coming up. And as of recording, we're we're a day away from the gate swinging open. So we're, we're recording this Thursday evening. And we've got a couple of guests that we're going to chat with for a few minutes, uh, Eric Paterka and Bill Schmidt. Yep. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to Eric first. And if things go a little sideways with Bill, we'll give you a heads up and, <laughs> you know, just, just, just kidding. Uh, this will be, this will be fun. We're really looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm excited to get started with these two guys. All right. Joining us on the phone is uh, most recent top ET winner, uh, the 2005 Eastern Conference Finals and the Junior Dragster Champion from Maple Grove Raceway. It's Eric Paterka. Eric, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. I don't get caught up in that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my reserve is so we, we we appreciate we appreciate you coming. You know, being on the podcast, and and hopefully we get three or four listeners, and we'll uh, <laughs> have a good time with it for sure. No, we're really proud of you for winning there last uh, on the 16th there a couple of weeks back. That uh, that that had to feel pretty good, huh? Yeah, I'll tell you. It, um... It's been a while, um, been a lot longer than honestly what I'm used to. Uh, so it was, it was definitely good to get the monkey off my back for sure. You bet. And you grabbed the points lead. If you haven't noticed this, uh, this season is a third of the way in and, uh, we've got five weeks in of a 15 week season and you are, you're leading the points. You're, you're well aware of that. Yeah, I was, a, I was honestly a, a little bit afraid to look at the points, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you got you guys don't uh, know much about my points racing history, but uh, back at Maple Grove when I was racing junior dragsters, I finished second three years in a row. So, ouch! Um, mm. Yeah, so <laughs> that's rough. I was, yeah, I was, I was a little, uh, I was a little hesitant to even look, honestly. But I knew I had to be in pretty good shape considering um, the rain out on Saturday and everything else going on. So. I just want to bring up a little bit about that junior dragster career you had. That's a, there's a couple of interesting spinoffs on that. Uh, obviously, uh, I remember you saying you started when you were about eight years old, like a lot of them do, but you, you, you became a, a national champion. Would you call that a yes. national event vic victory when you were 15 years old? But the coolest thing I remember hearing about was when you were actually building engines for your peers, you know, and and these parents, right? This is a when EP Motorsports got started, and you actually uh, were building engines at the age of right, right about then, right? Fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah, my um, my dad encouraged me um, at a pretty young age to uh, learn a lot of the technical side of the sport, um, which I'm really thankful for. Um, I've been able to carry a lot of that stuff onto my racing program now. Mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, I started, I started building engines, junior dragster engines when I was about 13 years old, um, and carried that along 
pretty much throughout my entire um, junior dragster career. Uh, I built probably about five or six engines um, at my home track and then a, a few here and there um, throughout the Northeast mm-hmm. just through word of mouth. Isn't that something? That's uh, Not too many juniors can say that they have done that. Uh, that's amazing. And, of course, the uh, that on your resume also helped you get into probably the, the program at Ford, right? Is that true? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I was able to utilize a lot of that stuff that I learned at a very young age to really separate myself from from a lot of other job candidates, especially for, for someone like Ford Motor Company. Um, there were a lot of experiences that I was able to use for my technical background, um, you know, that really made the interviewing process pretty easy, honestly. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that helped me a lot just with the questions about quality and attention to detail and, and things of that nature. So yeah, plenty of examples. it was definitely a great experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great experience. Yeah. So what is it that you do for Ford today? Um, I'm a, I'm a lead manufacturing engineer. Um, in the powertrain power, uh, basically Ford powertrain manufacturing engineering. Um, and my focus is on cylinder head assembly. I've been, I came in as a workstation optimization engineer, which was basically just all the manual workstations, like every workstation along an engine line that has an operator, um, working through engineering goes. And then, um, I was kind of just in the right place at the right time to take over a cylinder head program in Cleveland engine plant back in 2016. Uh, And it's kind of taken off since Uh, it was a very challenging program that I got put on kind of thrown into. Um, And I've sort of became I've sort of became a little bit of uh, cylinder head assembly kind of technical expert um, in some ways. And I'm trying to kind of branch out a little bit now into other things, but that's, that's sort of what I've been focused on ma- mostly throughout my career. Okay. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you, you're into robotics quite a bit at your work, obviously trying to automate a lot of these work, uh, workstations. And so when it's time to, let's say, stick all the valves in a cylinder head, you've probably had to dream up or come up, uh, with, with the, uh, robotic machine that it, uh, duty cycles day and night and puts that stuff together is that how it works um so i can't take credit for coming up with it um but on that program that i was at in cleveland engine plant we were launching some technology that was that had never been done before um involved with actually inserting valves it's funny that you brought that up but Mm -hmm. inserting valves into the cylinder heads um with robotics which was something that was was very new um at the time and very challenging to try to figure out and sort of through mastering that um you know it's kind of really helped me out in my career and being able to understand that and, and get that kind of technology working has really kind of helped me out and 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 you know given me a good reputation um with my peers at work well how many how many valves are in a coyote head uh, 32 in a coyote what, but that's what i thought yeah i i've so I was, I just got put on an, another program um, for cylinder head assembly. And at this point, I think that I've touched every single Ford manufactured cylinder head, um, at least in North America. Um, wow. I've, I've had my hands on every single one. Impressive. Wow. It had something to do with the assembly of every one of them. Yep. Amazing. That, that's uh, 
That's a feat. That's something everybody can't say. That's for sure. It is. I'm 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 just trying to wrap my head around how right. that works, like from a, a robotics and automation standpoint. Because like the the heads on one angle, the valve, the intake valves go in one angle, the exhaust valves go in a different angle. Yeah. Like that's. And and the, the I picture this robot, you know, knocking the guides right out of the head. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. With a big hammer. Exactly. So so we have we have a lot of controls on the on the machines themselves that that keep that type of thing from happening. You yeah. know, a lot of quality type um, controls in place so that we're not applying too much force in certain areas and and things of that nature. I, I'm. I'm sure that there's uh, some trade secrets there that uh, oh, I'm sure I probably right. shouldn't get too too far in the weeds, but um, it's uh, it, it's definitely an impressive impressive process to watch oh um, those machines put a cylinder head together for sure. That would be a lot of fun to go see that. A whole lot better than people sitting at a bench putting them together by hand all you know day and night. Yeah, those, those robots yeah. don't do the same kind of bench racing, though, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. some some days at work, I wish it was people sitting there, but <laughs> <laughs> they're not much for conversation, are they? No, they aren't. No, I spent a lot of time with them too. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. No, in that world, though, if you can automate any process, you do. You just oh yeah, it just makes sense all around. Definitely. Yeah. So let's let's kind of get back to racing. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your your current uh, weapon of choice and and what all's involved with it? Yeah, so um, my car is a 2001 undercover chassis four link dragster. Um, it actually was a car that was built for Scotty Richardson um, to race the Winter Series in sometime around that time. I don't. I've tried to find some more history on that particular part of the car, but I I, I haven't really been able to find much out. Um, but it, the, the seat pad, when you take the seat pad out of the seat, it actually does say Richardson on it. So no kidding. Um, that part of it was definitely true. Um, it has a 582 big block Chevy in it, pretty much conventional head, pretty much your conventional, um, you know, 470 dragster on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing real special there. Um, but you know, we have spent a lot of time with that combination trying to perfect it. So. Um, haven't really changed much in the last several years, really. So, just kind of keeping everything consistent year to year. You've made the transition from quarter mile to eighth, you know, with the rest of us. What did you change in the car, in that respect? Um, so over time, you know, at first I really hadn't changed anything. Um, when I first started racing, well, when I when I first started racing that car, it was over on the East coast still, still when I was racing back home and a lot of stuff was quarter mile over there still. And, mm-hmm. and until probably this year or the year before it's kind of stayed quarter mile over there. Oh. Um, it hasn't been until recently that they've made the switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but really the things that I've changed are just gearing and converter, um, to make the change. I, you know, I, I had a three ninety gear in it when I first moved out here. Um, I, I, changed that to a 410 and have since changed it to a 430 um mm-hmm. this year so um just loosening up the converter and you know putting more gear in it basically is the only changes that we've really made to go to eighth mile has it made it more more consistent let's say in the in the 60 foot or the 330 well i've i've done a lot of things over the last couple of years and I, honestly i've learned a lot too um you know racing on my own and and kind of not really having the support. I mean, 
I, I've met a lot of really great people out here, but when I first moved out here, you know, I didn't have the same type of support that I had back home or people to rely on to ask questions or bounce things off of. So hmm. um, that's kind of forced me to kind of break out of my shell and, and try and learn a lot of stuff on my own and try things out that I wouldn't have normally tried. Um, hmm. So I've, I've, I think I've definitely made the car a lot more consistent over time. I don't know if you could point at one, one thing, one or two things that have made it more consistent. I think it's just, you know, being in the same car for so many years and, and being okay. able to work with it. Not so much the rear gear and a looser converter. <laughs> Those things well, certainly help, I'm sure. Do they? Yeah, a loose converter definitely helps, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, one thing that impressed me most about you, Eric, was back in, in 19 when you kind of addressed the junior dragster folks, you know, the, the racers themselves, to be exact. And you talked about... Uh, you made certain points that really hit home, and, and that was uh, to not to always think that you're going to have to have what the other guys have and in, in, that you race with with your peers. That the, There's always going to be nicer equipment, nicer cars, and better equipment than yours, and it's more important to just uh, do the best you can with what you've got. That's, that's a great point, and I see it all the way through the ranks. You, know, uh, you remember and then uh, also talked about uh, getting to know how to work on your car. You know, being able to do that stuff for yourself because it's gonna have to, it's gonna happen eventually that you're gonna have to rebuild that clutch or something when, when you have no help or the means to do it. That that stuff really hit home. That uh, that really sounded like a very very good advice. Yeah, and and you know honestly when I when I was um, when I was kind of posting that kind of stuff, um, you know it's important to me to look back at the people that I looked up to um, as I was growing up racing junior dragsters and kind of some of the experiences that I went through and things that helped me out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's important for, it's really important for us to remember as, you know, the guys who are racing in top and mod and, you know, especially at 131 where, you know, people can get so up close to us, especially on the starting line and stuff like that. You know that there's somebody out there watching you um, and looking up to you. And it's important to remember that, you know, while you're at the track and then you know also it, it's it's good to remind those kids especially because they're paying attention to social media so much these days um that kind of stuff during the off season um because that's really a lot of the time where you have the chance to improve your stuff and and make a difference in your racing program and you know the thing that i've realized and recently as I've gotten more busy in life and gotten a little bit older with a lot more responsibility is that I was glad looking back that I took the time as a kid to learn all the stuff that I learned because it is so much harder now to find the time, um, to be able to, to learn that stuff. Mm -hmm, to educate so, yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's really important um, to immerse yourself at a young age and, and take everything really seriously. Um, try to learn all the technical stuff because at that age, you just have the time to be able to do it. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And, and I think the, the other stuff, as far as an example and, and, and being a role model and everything else, I mean, we, we could all take something from that as well. Um, no matter how long you've been around or, or just coming in for the first couple times, I mean, that's uh it, it is it is humbling to know that there's there's always somebody watching you and watching what you do and how you react to something 
Exactly. And, and I mean, I haven't always been the best role model at the racetrack. I mean, you know, everybody gets mad when they lose and, you know, I, I probably handle it a lot better now than I, than I did in the past. Um, and, and looking back on that, you know, I definitely regret some of the times that, you know, I came back to the trailer mad or, you know, me and my dad fought or, you know, something like that and kind of didn't set such a good example. So, um, you know, looking back on that now, it's important for me to, to try and set that example for, for everyone else at the track, kids or adults. Yeah, yeah, well said. That's good to hear you, Bet. Good to learning opportunities with each and every loss, right? You know, exactly. <laughs> there's there's exactly. somebody that there's somebody that I look up to, Michael Beard. He's uh he told me he hates hates learning something at the racetrack because that means <laughs> something went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. It's fun to watch the juniors evolve, though. They they work so hard on that Christmas tree, and then they have to learn how to do the finish line, right? Yeah. And then they give it back a few times. I mean, it's, there's so many ways to lose, but it sharpens their skills with every run. It does. Right? So you- yeah, and you you know honestly, just going back to that real quick, um, the the day that I learned that, and what really hit home for me was the first time I came to Martin, um, I was lucky enough to win. Um, and everybody probably thought that I was way better than I am at drag racing because I had <laughs> never showed up there before in my life. I slept in my trailer, and then the next day I came out and won. You guys actually had a race the next day, and I left. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I um, that. Yeah. But, uh, but Trey Goodson, who I didn't know at the time, who was, you know, little Trey at that, mm-hmm. at that time, um, racing as your dragster, I pulled up to the burnout box and it was one of those nights where it went super late. And mm-hmm. every time I pulled up to the burnout box, I saw Trey sitting there watching me mm-hmm. yep. and I didn't know who he was, you know, but that just, I don't know why, but that moment just resonated with me and me and Trey are good friends now mm-hmm. um, today. But you know, that moment really resonated with me and really kind of was a wake up call to me to really focus on being a good example. You're being watched. Yeah, that's important. How much, uh, you can answer this any way you want, but how much has the uh, bracket racing elite helped you? Is it worth it? Um, I definitely think uh, it's worth it. Um, you know, I really look up to Luke Bogacki a lot um, in my racing program and, and just in the way that, in the impact that he's had on the sport um, in general. Mm-hmm. And... I think that, you know, obviously with anything, the longer you're in something like that, probably the less you get out of it just, you know, day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's definitely changed my racing program. It's given me, even if nothing else, it's given me the mental um, edge. And I, I'm sure, you know, Justin can speak to this as well, too, because I, I think you're still a mental, oh, yeah. right, Justin? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just that mental edge being, knowing that you're prepared as much as possible. Um, and you're, you're doing literally everything that you can do to make yourself better on the racetrack, just that alone. And having that mindset, it uh, goes a long way for sure. The stuff in your head. Definitely. Right? And, and I, I mean, that's the biggest part of this game is, is mental. I mean, everybody's got good equipment. Everybody knows how to cut a light. Mm-hmm. Everybody's car is going to run what they think it's going to run. I mean, what what's left to what's left to chance at that point, and that's knowing that you're capable of beating the guy in the other lane. That, that confidence, right, going in. Ex- 
Exactly. And, you know, the first weekend out, I had some issues on the starting line, uh, a little bit of some stuff that didn't make me feel so confident. Um, and as a part of elite, they have uh, what they call the Monday morning quarterback, which is basically a conference call with anybody's that's in elite is welcome to call in and you can talk to either Justin or Luke. Um, mm-hmm. And, I was able to pull my race pack graph up with Justin and show him some of the things that I was struggling with, talk him through some of the the items that I wasn't so confident in. And he was able to basically make a recommendation right then and there on what he thought I should do or what he would do to my car um, to try and improve on that. And I, I did make some of those adjustments before Sunday uh, of the last weekend that we raced. Um, not sure if that was totally everything that had to do with it, but, you know, having the confidence to make that decision was, was all because of elite for sure. You're talking about Justin Lamb. Right? Justin Lamb. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Definitely. Yeah, Justin Lamb. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but yeah. That, talk about a, a mentor. Oh my goodness. Him, him and Luke. If they're, if they're in your, in your corner. Oh yeah, definitely. That's got to help. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, it, you're you're exactly right, Eric. Like there's there's a lot of different aspects of elite that uh, you can you can go down any any rabbit hole that you want and and really find ways to improve your program. For sure, for sure. So no, that's 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 awesome. I'm, Very interesting. It, it's yeah. a it's a good investment in the program. <laughs> you know, a a race win a year will. Extra will take care of it. Would you say this is after you got your car the way you want it? This is during. This is before. Yeah. Yeah. There's and honestly, lot. the reason the reason that I joined is because I wasn't so confident in my equipment. I had, at the end of, I think it was 2017, oh. I had gone down to Darlington for the World Series of Bracket Racing, one of the SFG races, one of their first ones. And mm-hmm. I got my teeth kicked in and just couldn't find a tree all weekend. The car was chattering the tires and it was just a mess. Um, and that was basically the moment when I decided to join elite and, you know, at that time there wasn't as many members. Um, and there was a lot of, a lot of one-on-one type situations where, you know, I could really lean on the instructors to help me, um, make suggestions of, of some changes I needed to make with my racing program to get me on the back on the right track and give me that confidence boost. Wonderful. Wonderful. We got a lot going for you, Mr. Paterka. I mean, you got your, your trophy wife, Adrienne. You've got a heck of a good job, which sounds like a lot of fun, and probably making a ton of money doing it, which <laughs> sounds real good. You're, you're I, leading, could, I could always be making more money. You're leading, Come on the, now, Gary. You're leading the points here at 131, and we're proud of you and, and coming off a big win. Coming into a three-day weekend here, we, we wish you the best of luck, that's for sure. Can we still follow you on Instagram? Are you still posting? Is that up to date? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't been, I haven't been posting as much here recently. I've been really busy with grad school uh, in the beginning of the racing season, obviously. But um, my Instagram is is ep underscore motorsports. Um, You can follow me there. You can follow me on Facebook. I think I'm friends with a lot of people um, at 131 now on Facebook, so I post a lot of stuff there as well. Well, if you, in case you were wondering, Justin, he was sixth in points in 2020. Sixth in he points in quiet, 2020? Quietly. Oh, yeah. Just kind of looming back there. 
Yeah. Eric and I locked horns at bracket finals last year. I mean, it was a fantastic race. (laughs) I mean, that was, that was a, I mean, we were both 30 and. (laughs) Yeah. One of us was 30. One of us was 40 or something like that. Yeah. It was one of those, one of those rounds. It's a race. The race is on. Yep. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you know, I'll I'll tell you that, uh, you know, every race and and Luke says this too, um, you know, every race that somebody wins, there's always that one round that you got away with. And that one round where you mm-hmm. basically stood on your head and, and pulled something off that you pulled an ace out of your sleeve, basically. Sure. And, uh, you know, that was one of those rounds. And and I got to be honest, um, last Sunday, my round against Will Crawford, um, he was 001 red and I was 33. It was my worst light of the weekend. That's the one um, you got away with one. I was out to lunch. Um, on that one, but I did stand on my head against Billy Swain in the finals. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep, I, 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 I was going to ask you that. That's I got those numbers in front of me. He was double. Eric was double oh four, and uh, Swain was double oh eight. Um, how did that turn out? Swain S- dropped sixteen pack to a twenty four pack. Yep. Sw- yeah, we were we were both on the brakes. Um, I was I was on the brakes a little late. Um, taking seventh out stripe. I got okay. the tickets in front of me but mm-hmm. yeah that was uh we I, I think we were both on a little bit of a slow pass honestly from the track sitting there um i think we both were running a number we weren't expecting to see sure mm-hmm. um sure because you were you were yeah. fairly i mean you were you had this pretty much the same number on the car all day mm-hmm. and yeah. seemingly were just basically sh- pointing and shooting yeah, yeah I was um I, I I probably could have painted 474 on the side of the car there were a couple of rounds where um, I was dialed a five but probably should have been dialed a four mm-hmm. right um, and it was just you know the cards were falling right in my lap where they needed to go um, I had the buy run the round that they sprayed the track um, and that was a big confidence booster for sure because that's always a little bit of a challenging round for all of us Um and to know that you're sitting on the buy and that there's 21 cars left, oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, is is definitely a good spot to be sitting when when you're seeing them spraying and dragging the track. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no kidding. Especially when you can watch, you know, your 60 foot and 330 fall off by a few thou every run up to that. Exactly. I he, uh, ran Scott Taylor in the fourth round with a put a six pack on Scott. Scott was 001 red. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was six you, you line up, dying. you line up next to somebody like that, and you know <laughs> that you got to be good, and you're not afraid to, you're Wait, not yeah. afraid to turn it red on that one because you know that it's going to be a good race. Um, yep. That's and you know, after that round, I was trying to be careful um, of showing my hand because I knew that I had raced, I knew I'd raced Scotty, um, I was racing Will. And then I had Billy, and I saw them every round. I saw those three standing next to each other up at the front of the lanes, talking about who they were running and and what they were going to dial. So I <laughs> yeah. knew I needed to be careful about what cards I showed. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. At that point. You know what's funny is uh, when I was talking to Swain afterwards, he thought he said the, well, the round before the final that you were thirty on the tree, but that's not true. You were fifteen. That's all right. Let him think it. Yeah. I wonder who told him that. Somebody told him that erroneously. Yeah. See, see, as far as as far as holding your, your showing your cards and stuff go, I've I've yeah. kind of operate under the theory that it's all right that they know what you're doing. They just got to know how to react to it. Yeah, it's you know, 
against Scotty, you know, it's okay to go down there and show your cards if you're going to be six pack. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. You put up six total at will and yeah, Yeah. good things are going to happen. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely got, got lucky a couple, a couple rounds, you know, I had the buy run, I was 24, but other than that, I was, you know, I was, I was there. So um, just but, rolled a couple out those last couple of rounds because I knew I was I knew I needed to be good in those, you know, the the twenty four and the thirty three, um, there kind of scared me a little bit. So yeah. I knew I needed to make some kind of adjustment there. Does the adrenaline build in the later rounds? Is there no? I don't Justin's think so. Shaking I'm shaking head, my no. head. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No. So I would I've, think I've always, not. I've I always approached, um, you know, and. I've always kind of tried to approach every round like it's a final round. Um, that way, when you do have a final round, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've already approached all the rounds that way. But more recently, I've tried to stay more relaxed in the car and just kind of, you know, act like it, it's just a time run. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I vividly remember backing up from the burnout against Billy in the final and, and saying to myself, you know, it's just hit it like you're hitting the practice tree at home. And, you know, that's what I was trying to focus on. So I would say that, you know, you have to, you have to block those type, that type of adrenaline out to some extent. You want the adrenaline, but at the same time, you don't want too much. It's definitely a balance. More of the mental game. There it is. 004 in that final. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Really cool. Well, Eric, we're going to. We're going to uh, let you go here pretty quick. Uh, I've got a couple other questions that I'd like to ask you if, if Gary doesn't have anything else for you. I'm good. This this doesn't really have anything to do with racing. Just a few quick <laughs> quick hitters to kind of let people get to know you a little bit better. Uh, how do you like your steak? Uh, medium rare, for sure. Oh, that's my guy. Mm. Uh, mountains or beach vacation? Ooh. I would have to say beach, but I could I could take either. I think. Okay, I'm with you. Tough call. Yeah, that's. I I wondered how that was going to go, knowing where you were from. So that's uh. Yeah, that's I, I, the mountains are close to my heart for sure because I you know I went to college in Southwest Virginia and and there's some beautiful scenery there for sure. Definitely. Now I know that you're a a, a fairly recent Michigan transplant. Del, do you like Michigan or Michigan State better? Uh, I have to lean towards Michigan State for sure. Uh, I figured you were going to say that. <laughs> Atta boy. <laughs> All right. There's, I, there's... Think, I, think, I think my wife will be upset with me if I say Michigan, but uh, I definitely lean towards Michigan State either way. Well, I guess everybody can't be perfect. Early morning or late, <laughs> early morning or late night? Um, definitely early morning. I, I have an early bedtime for sure. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And the last one, what's your daily driver? Oh man. Um I bounce I bounce between a, a GMC Sierra twenty five hundred and a and a old trusty Honda Civic that I've had since college. <laughs> really? I think every single engineer at some point has, has, has driven a Honda Civic. <laughs> that Honda that Honda Civic has graced the winner circle of Motor Mile Raceway in Radford, Virginia. Oh, really? no kidding. Oh my god. Yep, there's there's a picture on Facebook of me standing on the roof of it in Victory Lane. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> oh That's awesome. Well, I, I can't think of a better note to end on than, than <laughs> finding out a Honda Civic 
was parked in the winter circle. So thank you uh, for, for joining us, Eric. That was, that was a good time. We, we appreciate you hanging out with us for a few minutes, letting us get to know you a little bit better and, and talking about your recent success and uh, looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast, and uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend, too. Looking yep. forward to seeing you guys. Well, best of luck to you. All right, sounds good. We'll we'll see you this weekend. All right, sounds good. Good luck to you guys. Thanks. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, joining us next on the phone is the 2020 Modified Points Champion and most recent winner in the Modified category. Uh, you may know him as the, the Godwin Plumbing Camaro. It's Mr. Bill Schmidt. How's it going, Bill? Good, good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing really good. We're sitting at the racetrack right now. I mean, it's quiet right now, but yeah, getting ready to be got here the, for a long weekend. Got the parking spot all saved up for the weekend? Not quite. No, I <laughs> I only drove the pickup today. I didn't bring the whole rig. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get pulled over on my the, Zuma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw you shoehorned in that uh, junior. That was uh, that was me looking. Well, that was a good time. Um, that was. It? Yeah, it was. It was easier getting in than it was getting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah i bet that was that was a struggle um i had a couple of moments that i didn't know that i was coming out of that car <laughs> <laughs> i think i had a lap belt fastened and a shoulder strap fastened that's not bad <laughs> i could i, I could only get one modified guys <laughs> <laughs> right i could get one hand on the steering wheel and that was it <laughs> so, but that was fun that was that was a pretty yeah. neat deal course gravity helped you in the car yeah exactly so what are they going to do turn it over and shake it i i, I wasn't sure <laughs> <laughs> i really wasn't sure so well gary why don't you go through some of the stuff some of the highlights that you know you gathered about bill and oh we can gosh. kind of embarrass him a little bit here yeah I, you know we got to go back to that 2020 win you did not get your due sir and i feel that's that's a sad thing because this pandemic took our banquet away after you, after right. you won, you know, in 2019, you came so close, you know, battling it out. But you had so many, uh, you had, you'd won in 2019 more rounds than anybody else. But, of course, you had to bought back, so you were just getting little points each time you did it. Similar to Saturday night, I'm afraid. But that uh, that 2020 was, was all yours, you know. It's, uh, I, I got some some notes together. Just just kind of correct me if I'm wrong here. But <clears throat> you, you had this, this 83 Camaro since you were 19, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I got it um, pretty much the year I graduated high school. Wow! And so you've been slowly building it up. You were, you were a uh, test and tune guy on Friday nights for a while, right? Oh yeah, and yeah, I made a few messes on the track. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was you. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was sorry, definitely me. Sorry, to hear we, that. we were talking about that earlier, Gary. <laughs> but you got you got a little more serious about it back in uh, fourteen. You know, you started to dip your toe into the bracket racing, and you got. Yeah. Then you made the car right. You got got with Baker Engineering, right, and uh, and that's uh, out Outlaw Motors, right? Outlaw Racing Engines out of uh, Muskegon. Yeah, yeah. This. Uh, yep. Has- Haskett. Haskett. Yep. Yeah. C.J. Haskett. See, yeah, yeah, and uh, and things started clicking, right? He joined points yep. for the first time in 2019, and ended up second place to Mark Boardman. And, uh, I tried. I did try uh, joining points one time in sixteen. It was fifteen mm-hmm. or sixteen, yeah. and it was such a nervous wreck that I was like, mm-hmm. "If I got out of the third round, it was it was because somebody went red against me. It was, it was, <laughs> we might... it was just an absolute miracle." So I, I was like, "Well, that's enough of this stress." So I, I took a couple of years off from the the points thing and yeah. just kind of uh, bumbled around the state and 
mm-hmm. and uh, came back and tried to get my head on straight for 19, and it was yeah, that was a good year. Just kind of racing ran, randomly and getting some more seat time. Yep. And, yeah. Yep. Well, it seemed to work. You know that uh, that element of points was not necessary maybe back in those early years, but you know what? Uh, I don't even think Justin might know this, but you know what makes him so good? What Ashley thinks he's why he's so good at this? I've got an idea. <laughs> Archery. Archery. Yep. That's not does, my idea. Does anybody know that you were a, a successful competitive archer all through school and even beyond school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much until I turned um, 18, um, mm-hmm. was going to go pro, I was trying to follow the, the path, but uh, life just got in the way and being 18 got in the way and yeah, and, well. uh, and started to. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah, times change, but I, I, I liken this archery. I like it focusing on that bullseye, very similar to focusing on that last ball. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah, the yeah. Hand, you can make every shot count. Yeah, the hand-eye yep. coordination is has been honed now by that. I, I think that's pretty cool. That that might might be part of your success. I yeah. I hope so. <laughs> it definitely. Uh, <laughs> I got a little luck on my side too, but yeah, it was. Uh, um, I, I think that helps a lot being able to, you know, concentrate and. Concentrate. Stick my uh, face in there. Yeah, steady hand. Yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty impressive. Have, have you ever talked to Rick Morley about archery? Yeah, oh. we used to actually. Um, Rick, Rick and I, we used to that's shoot right. archery back in the day. Did you? Okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he had a, a sports shop. I think it was in Holland, oh. New Zealand. Uh-huh. He was a professional. And um, he, he was. was uh, he used to shoot for Hoyt. And wow. uh, yeah, we sh- we shot a lot of years together. Him, my dad, um, myself, and a few that's other guys. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Did I tell you, hockey players make good golfers. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> off, the, getting off the track same. here a little bit. <laughs> but maybe archers make good drag racers. Yeah, I I tend to think so. Wow. And I, Ashley told me that you're a, a barbecue rib aficionado. Want to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> I, I do like to eat them. Yeah, yeah they're very well, good. Everybody likes to eat them, but you, you grill them, <laughs> you bake them, you you. Yep. Yeah. You actually made them on. I actually ate them Saturday and Sunday. It's kind of weird, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So you're gonna bring some this weekend? Cook um, no, probably not. I got a fridge full of uh, ramen noodles and uh, oh. vodka, so I should be good there. <laughs> you you make them together, right? Yeah. There's got to be some protein in there somewhere. That's, that's yeah, where the vodka comes in. Yeah, a bit of beef here and there. Good <laughs> beef jerky or something. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's. That's pretty neat. You know, she's, she thinks you're really good at it. You know, you, you cook them all sorts of different ways, and they always turn out wonderful. I, I love cooking ribs. Yeah, I, I used to uh, tag Jake just about all the whole uh, pandemic last year, and he got sick of it, so I finally quit tagging him and the uh, mm-hmm. the rib uh, the little rib pictures they used to make. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, Godwin Plumbing, how, how are you involved, and how are they helping you and in, involved with you in the racing? Um, I started there about seven years ago. Um and um, I sent them a couple random pictures over the years. Like, hey, you guys should probably sponsor this car. And they didn't know what it was, who it was, or if it was even mine. And and then uh, I saw one of the owners in the showroom one day. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's this car you got? And uh, is that a buddy's yours? I said, like, no, it's mine. Yeah. So then they um, said, well, yeah, let's talk about this. And, and I, yeah, so they, they sponsor one circle track car out of Marne. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they helped me out, too. Nice. Nice to know. If they ever you ever come up to the track, do they ever come up and watch you? Yeah, the owners came up, um, not last year, it was the year before. They came up during, uh, I think it was either Night of Fire or uh, Night of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, they came up and, and they watched. And that was, yeah, that was that was a good time. They, they didn't understand the bracket racing part of it and mm-hmm. what was going on. And, yeah. and you know, 
but once we explained it to them, they, they got it, and, they, and then it started clicking for them. Wow. Yeah, if you can ever get them come back again, I'd, I'd be glad to, glad to meet them and certainly let the announcer know, all right? We'll make it, okay, we'll make yeah, it for special sure. for them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you get some help from Wild Willie Fuel Fragrance Suites. What's your, what's your relationship with that company? He's he's a, Steve. He's a really good guy. He um, um, I reached out to him probably five years ago. Just he didn't really have a website. Didn't really have much at the time. Just a a small little business. He's doing this on the side. Mm-hmm. And um, reached out to him see if he had anything. And and he asked if uh, you know what I had and what I was doing. And he's like, yeah, here, I'll help you out. And uh, nice. Yeah, that's been a he's a he's a super good guy. Smart. Um, helps out a lot of racers now. He's involved with uh, all kinds of different programs around the racing scene now, so that's that's good too. Okay, so excuse my ignorance. This, this is a guy from Michigan, then, right? Ohio. Ohio, and he's cooking yep. his stuff up in his in his garage. Or what? <laughs> it started out that way. Yeah, he started out as a, a candle scent maker, oh, and uh, he was okay. used to be a plumber, and then he oh. got into yeah making candle scents, mm-hmm. and and that kind of transformed into the fuel scents. And he kind of uh, went that route, and, and it's just a small little business he has, but it's it's a successful one. And mm-hmm. he, um, yeah, he's just a he's just a super good guy, easy to talk to, friendly, um, nice. really family oriented. Yeah, good to think. I just love walking by your pit when your car's idling. <laughs> <laughs> what? Good. So now that you brought that up, that's going to take one of my random questions off the table. But uh, what what's the what's your favorite scent? Um. Yeah, it was root beer for a long time. Now it's mm. strawberry, and I uh, mm. I just switched over to dragon fruit. Oh. The fruity ones kind of got my uh, what is dragon I got fruit? my gig. I kind of figured that was the case with with yeah, you. But, <laughs> uh, dragon yeah, fruit is yeah, that I led, great? I led big... myself into that one. <laughs> <laughs> dragon fruit is probably kind of tropical smelling, right? Is that it? Is yeah, yep, yeah. It's it's kind of a yeah. It's just a real fruity, real strong fruity smell. Nice. <laughs> The signature <laughs> scent of Bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fruity one. Yeah. Uh huh. What's your least favorite? Oh man, um, probably baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stuff yeah, smells go. just like baby powder too. Yeah, go it figure, almost makes you want to sneeze when you smell it. Oh, do you have any? <laughs> do you have any organic ones like peanut butter and stuff? Oh, like there's that? peanut butter. There's there's all what? sorts. There's peanut yeah, butter. Yeah. There's permanent marker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. yeah, there, well, there's all sorts. Of, oh, it could go on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, I think he's got 60 or 70 different ones. Yeah, there's a lot of different flavors. Yeah, just made a new one up, Fruit Loops, um, uh, Mystery. He's got uh, yeah, pizza. I don't, I don't like pizza one, but yeah. <laughs> I've never smelled the pizza one. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could bring myself to do it. I know, I, I know. I couldn't, I can't even stock it up just as a. It's a gag scent. I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Where's this conversation going? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I told you this was not. Let, let me get back to my notes. <laughs> this was going to go off the rails back, a few times. Back to twenty. <laughs> back to twenty twenty, Bill. Now, now we we come to, after I talked to Ashley about a, a few mishaps you had in the pits. We we decided that you're much safer strapped in your car going down the track than you are trying to get around your trailer and pit area. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that is true. I mean, talk yeah. about a broken ankle and a ripped bicep muscle, and I don't. What the heck, man? What? Yeah, that was just that was just pure ignorance right there. That was just me being in a hurry, trying to trying to get to the track too quick, and yeah, stumbled over my trailer door and flip flopped. Yeah. I went down like a fish, and bam, there it goes. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it, that, that's not funny, really, but it's oh, it's it's hilarious kind of, kind now. Funny, uh, <laughs> but, but, but to step step down out of a trailer and roll your ankle—that's pretty easy to do, right? The ground, yeah, the yeah, ground's uneven. Step in a hole. Yeah, it's it's very easy to do, very very possible. So I guess when it's still light out, you should probably look for these little areas. <laughs> Maybe put a board <laughs> board down under the right. or something. Yeah, yeah, build a small ramp up in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a, a trip hazard here this evening. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. But going down the track, you're doing fine. That car is straight as a string every time. Most every time. That's because he's looking yeah, exactly where he's going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't look over now. <laughs> Just still trying to figure out where the front of my car is. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's somewhere between 10 and 15 feet further than what I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not at your feet. <laughs> I do know that much. <laughs> the one thing I was really proud of is last year you won 50 rounds of racing. That's 5-0 in like 15 weeks. That is 3.57 rounds every week. You know, that's a that's a Anything stout average. Think I'm, about that. Really, that's... Uh, Just chew on that for a second. Yeah. So basically, you made it fourth round every week. Every other huh. week. He was third or fourth round every other week. Right. Kind of, you know, on an average. I mean, just to average that out. And usually, it's just over three. So, I mean, like, yeah. to, to get three and a half and almost, you know, getting towards four, that's a, that's a really stout that average. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. A lot of points. 529 points. That's only Donnie Hager had more in street. You know, that's, yep. That was huge. Well, and, and it was, was close year. last year, too, between Air and Starbuck. And, oh, uh, it was terrible. Jeez. Yeah, that was, that was, that, that last weekend was just, I, went, I aged 10 years, blood pressure through the roof. 20, it, it was dead. Yeah. That well, was a horrible weekend. That and was... actually, the, the, the points total doesn't even tell the story. Because there was a round the last weekend of racing that Bill and I raced. I mean, oh, I, won't tell, I won't tell you how big the check was, but I was, I was red for Bill. Because had Bill won that round, he won points. Had he lost that round, Aaron won points. Mm-hmm. By, really? Yeah. yeah, won by one point or lost by nine. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was just my my leg was shaking, bobbling around in there. I, was, yeah. I remember saying to you, I was like, of all the people I got to pull up against in the third round for this decision, it's got to be you. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it turned out all right for you. <laughs> well, geez, I still get sick thinking about that day. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was way closer than what the what the the points list shows. Huh? So. Yeah, but Bill had two wins and a runner-up. Uh, Aaron Starbuck had. One win and three runner-ups. Yeah, that's pretty even. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, it seemed like both of these guys, Bill and Aaron, were going to final rounds like it was their job last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you feel about last weekend? That's a, that's a pretty good win. It was good. Um, I definitely had some luck on my side. I couldn't I couldn't get anything rolling, but. Um, yeah, I'll take it for sure. Yeah, first, first round, num- lost first round, but yeah, I looked at the numbers and, and you were good when you had to be. So yeah, I, that left lane, jeez, yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine what that thing was like in the last two years, and there I was. <laughs> oh yeah, you're in the left lane every every you, time. You ran down the left lane twice. Tw- oh my gosh. Oh okay. I know it. Yeah, mm-hmm. first What's time I was on? about four, four foot outside of the groove. And it was my race to Orville, and I took off, and I was, like, spinning all over the place, sliding down the wall, it felt like. And he's looking for me, looking for me, and he said he couldn't find me. And I was like, no, because I'm four feet over than what I should be, and he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't find me. 
<laughs> I went through there and, and uh, yeah, just, yeah, he, he broke out, thank goodness, and otherwise I would have went home that round. I should have went home that round. So that's that's one you really got away with one. Mm-hmm. So oh, we, oh, huge. <laughs> well, he was, you know, Bill was 35 on a tree and Orville was 38. You know, so the race was on. Yeah, Orville dipped seventh out under. Yeah. And what what did like Bill a, run on that one? He was he bailed evidently. He was, oh, then, oh, that was just, no. He was all out. He was spinning yeah, flat and, out. Spinning. <laughs> oh, oh, that was all out. But yeah. The, oh, yeah. Four hundred off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what happens when you go 1,200 feet down a 660-foot yeah, race track. a little track. farther than the eighth mile. I get it. I get it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I can't let off, though. Heaven forbid. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> uh, so was, was, there a, was there a round that sticks out that you really, you know, stood on your head more or less, or you uh, you, you had to show up to, to get that one taken care of? Well, you talked about the round of? with Orville. Well, that was, that was when he got away with one. I'm looking for a round that, you know, he let go good and put a good dial um, on it. Because I know I he's really not driving the go. finish line. I didn't let go too good <laughs> that, 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 that weekend. I, I was, you know, it was nothing too impressive. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that the guy that drives that green Camaro. Oh, um, Johnny Cook. Yeah. Johnny Cook. Yeah, he was he was double up and he was just going rounds like, yeah, like it was his job. And mm-hmm. he bumped me over to the left lane again. I guess that was the round I actually felt um, I, I felt better in because uh, I I let, moved over where I was supposed to be and. And like go a little about the same, I guess, right? Thirty something, but mm-hmm. it was you know, that. I guess that round that day was probably one of the the better rounds. I I, I did top a couple times, and that one that was different. Letting go as that ball staggers a little bit. Oh yeah, um, mm. yeah. The crosstalk on, yeah, that's yep. That's yeah, roughly that was, that was second there. Oh yeah, it was too. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, just give me a dragster. Let me race a dragster. Let me get a clean hit at the tree. But no, I had to race a couple cars that are a little bit slower. And yeah, yep. and. uh both yeah, of you guys they, find that out. Oh man, when you go to top. it's so tough. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And and I keep doing it whenever I can. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm glutton for punishment. Yeah, I mean, I, I, guess. I let go so lazy in my time trial in modified that I I, I it literally cost me fifty dollars. So I had to go up and buy a top round so I could try to get let go a little bit better. So, <laughs> oh, that that's why that's why you did it. Hmm. Yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I can't be this lazy. So yeah, it's good. It's gonna cost me fifty bucks and. It is what it is. Oh, there you go. So, what'd you yeah. do on top? Um, I went out uh, second round to Royce. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He whooped on me. He was like nine dead eight. Perfect. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looked good doing it too, didn't he? Oh, he did too. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What else you got over there, Gary? Well, I was just looking for some pretty good lights here. He had a had a twenty three in the fourth round against Robleski. Robleski was red. Well, that was that was a pretty good let go, as they say. So, so the secret is safe. to be like twenty and dead on, right? Is that what we're is that what we're finding out? Yeah, it well, helps. It almost doesn't it even helps. take that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm, I might try to take some of that advice. <laughs> So what what uh what else do we what else do we have over there? That was pretty much everything for the for the banquet from last year. Oh yeah, we we had more, but that's uh, that's that's neither here nor there. So time. Yeah. tell tell me about <laughs> Team Loose Cannon, Bill. Oh man, yeah, that's yeah. We have a we have a good group of uh, uh, people there. They're good, you know, just good caring people. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's uh, there's Phil, Bob. 
Brian Booby, Brian, mm-hmm. um, Tim, Lexus, Lena, my boys. Eventually, they'll be part of it. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We started out just uh, joking around one day, and uh, about you know, Brian and I were talking about you know just kind of shooting from the hip and getting lucky and doing this and doing that. And uh, I think I were like some loose cannons out there. And uh, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I like that. I was like, I do too. So it just kind of spawned from there. And then um, Phil and Vale, they, they drew up the uh, logo for it and surprised us with it one day. And it's, yeah, been there ever since. That is cool. You know, Brian Bovey is, is capable. Oh, they oh, all yeah. are. He has a lot of promise. I, one of yeah. these days. We, yeah. we, it's a win waiting to happen right there. Okay, cool. I think. Cool deal. Yeah, you get to see a little bit more of that stuff than yeah than we do. From... No, I've been impressed with that guy, and he continues to improve. Well, good mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. Shooting from the hip, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 yeah, we were. It's funny. We were um, we were at Stanton, and that's where it actually came from. We were at Stanton, and um, Tracy Muchler was there, and he was standing between us. He's like, oh, I'm a rose between two thorns. Mm-hmm. And I was like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, and uh, and it, it 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 didn't stick with me at that time. And then um, I don't know, something happened. Whatever, we got lucky and and it made a buy or whatever. And and that's how that story started going from there. And that's, uh, that's funny. <laughs> 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 that's funny. Do you have any uh, any travel plans this year? I mean, I know you pretty much stick to the state of Michigan. Is there any any races that you're looking to go to? I would like to, um, I don't really, I don't venture too far out, but I mean, I'd, I'd like to, um, you know, venture to Indiana, Ohio, um, you know, try out some of the other tracks around there. I really would. Um, okay. How do you feel about foot breaking? There's, oh, a, there's a little foot break race that I like to go to in July. I mean, it'd be fun to go down. It's fun to go. Yeah. Stoplight to stoplight. I've never done it on the track before. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's no better time to learn than world foot break challenge. So <laughs> come on down. <laughs> uh, Bill, one of your boys is getting, getting old enough to be a junior driver, right? Is that is still in the works? Is that coming? It is. Yeah. Um, uh, Seabright's actually started helping us out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry's, you know, he just, he not help that, out any child. That's good. Help. And, uh, yep. he, yep. He, um, he kind of asked last year if, uh, you know, if we wanted to try it, and we did, and the boys love it. Good. And uh, they, they, he's been uh, on me to get him down there again this year. And I need to. I'm just being uh, uh, probably a little lazy about it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, using that as an excuse. It, it isn't that hard, Bill. It, no, it isn't. It's... No, it's fun. And, and I actually love, <laughs> I love watching them. Uh, yeah, I love watching them go down the track. It's just, you know, it's just exciting to watch them, you know, zip on down it out is. of your control, and, and, and there they go. and. Mm-hmm. The, the the first run's always the the worst. It's like it's that realization oh. that you you don't have control over what they do. Nope, they're just driving away from you as fast as they can. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Watch so. them zigzagging down the track. You're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right, right. <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you some. I guess the the biggest thing that I've learned from the junior thing is when it's good, there isn't it. Racing doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. And when no, it's really bad, no, I agree. It doesn't get any worse. <laughs> right, right. That's the worst again. But you got you got a motor home, right? No, we don't. My oh, dad oh. does. Um, oh, he okay. did. It was. A, it's an older one. Yeah. He's a little love to it. Um, okay. And um, yeah, we've been 
talk about maybe kind of get that thing back up and going just for the the family to come down. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, then and Ashley yeah. and all, all four boys can come out and, and maybe get that yep. junior going. That you kind of need a home base. Like everybody out, up here is camping and they yeah. do a little drag racing on the side. Well, right? Bill's camping too. <laughs> he, he drags a single white out. Yeah. yeah so tell us a little bit about your your camping <laughs> setup here, Bill. <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, it it is. Uh, yeah, it's my it's my mobile home. Um, mm-hmm. Got a little uh, AC I throw on the side door when it gets too hot and gets too cold. I throw a tarp up and put my little heater out. Got a coffee pot, and microwave, and mm-hmm. refrigerator, and I get, that's pretty much all I need. It's all the basic essentials, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, a little pop up shower. So if you see that thing out there, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Been warned. <laughs> Wow. No, that 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 works, and and I'm just I'm giving you a hard time, but that that's... oh yeah, no, I, I... <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm that's... not familiar with this equipment. How about you got room in a trailer for Junior? Um, I I'm, I could make room in there. Yeah, you could make it work. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, so you got some yeah. some positives here. So eventually... there is, yeah, and, and and really, I mean, Jerry, Seabright, and Jim, you know, they they would they'll, they'll take it down for me anytime. Oh, that's they, great. You know, they pack it in their they're one of their extra trailers, and they they mm-hmm. bring it on down. So it's it's. It's there for me. It's just for the boys, I should say. It's just yeah. a matter of getting down there. Yep. Yep. And how old's your oldest? Eight. Eight. Just just right. Yeah. Yep. Eight. Eight. Eight and a half, and then seven, four, and three. They're all two years apart, right? Yeah. yeah except for the 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 middle two. They're they're three three years. Old. Oh, yep. three years. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, pretty good family planning. Just like Justin's got one in each class. Yeah, year. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know when you want a few more. I'll I'll make you a package deal with a trailer and yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of juniors and parts and all that other stuff. Well, there's, yeah, there's kids uh, graduating all the time, right? Yes, there are. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Oh, yeah. so are they racing this weekend, Bill? Um, they're talking about it. Yeah, uh, Jerry actually asked me the other day if their kids are coming down and how much fuel he needs to load up and. And uh, they, the kids are going to go camping at least one of the nights. They usually go up to Hardy Dam with their, their grandparents and, and camp with them with Ashley. And so they'll be down one of the nights for sure, though. Good. Cool. No, that'll that'll be good. I know I, it, it's, it's, it struck me as something really cool that you do, um, you know, whenever you take a winter circle picture. You've, you've got the pictures of your kids tucked in the window. Of the yeah, car. I like that. It is, it is cool that, you, you know, you take a winter circle picture with your flat kids. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. I do. In all, in all reality, I do really think that's, a, that's a neat deal. They're riding with him, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they, they're, they're stuck in my, on my, uh, yeah, right behind the cooler there. So yeah, they ride along with me down the track. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. So I've, I've got a, a few questions that are totally random. Um, not necessarily <laughs> racing related that, I, uh, get to know you question yeah just kind of kind of get to know you a little bit um we already talked about wild willies so i'll, I'll throw another one in there mickey thompson's or hoosiers Ooh, that's oh a, boy that's a, <laughs> that came up on facebook this week. I, I, I can't even say anything right now because yeah my boys are letting me down and they i can't i can't find them no oh, but I know it. it's, definitely mickey's if uh, if they're available it is crazy it, it's 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 really unfortunate too and and hopefully hopefully something comes about with it I, yeah, it's it, and it's it's out of their control too. Just like everything else that we go to order these days, it's sit and wait, sit and wait. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, uh, um, 
God, there's so many good ones. <laughs> you know, your standard Blue Moon, uh, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I got I got to Jeez, I don't even know on that one. I have to do uh, probably Rocky Road. Rocky Road. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got you. That's a good. That's a good choice. Sunrise Neopolitan. or sunset. I like that one too. Oh, Neapolitan. I knew there was a kid in you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a. I'm a kid. I'm a kid flavor ice cream guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sunrise or sunset. Um. Sunrise. Okay. Morning person then. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just. Uh, yeah. If I can make it past eleven o'clock, I'm really doing something. In life. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't racing, what would you be doing? Um, I'm such a homebody that shooting archery, cooking ribs, cooking. No, ribs. my joints are too bad to even pull a bow back anymore. <laughs> I probably, <laughs> I would. Um, I don't even know what I'd be doing. That's, that's a good question. I, I I don't even know. I involved it. You know, my life in racing, whatever, four or five years ago, and I haven't looked back, so I couldn't even imagine what uh, what kind of hobby I would do. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Well, yeah. it's best not to think about it, because pretty, pretty we're, much black <laughs> we're not even going to worry about all that. <laughs> so what's what's on your playlist when you jump in the truck and start heading to the racetrack? Um, I'll have some Eminem on there. There you go. A Metallica. <laughs> uh, maybe some Tupac. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some Sublime. My guy. Um, let's see. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, are you familiar with Eminem, Gary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one for sure. Yep. I thought sure he was going to say country, but I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like country, too. Yeah, oh. There's some country in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, there's a gif on, on our messenger group chat that uh, says that's the case. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That was his favorite movie, right? Oh, is that what it was? I, I should have yeah. asked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I never would have expected Brokeback Mountain, but... No. <laughs> Inside joke. That was hilarious. That's all right. So, Bill, is there anybody, before we let you go, that you'd really like just to take an opportunity to thank for for your success on the track? Um, I mean, if my dad was still around, I definitely would thank my dad, because um, he's really the one that he stuck his neck out the most for getting my, uh, the program up and going, um, between, you know, pushing me to get the car, turn the car into a race car from a street car. Mm-hmm. Um, really just putting pretty much every penny he could into, into what, into what we could, um, at the time, you know, between getting a motor home. So I had a place to sleep he, you know, before I resurrected the single wide. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he, he's one I would, uh, thank the most for getting me into racing. But definitely Ashley. I mean, she's the one that, you know, she keeps me able to go to the track every single week. Never gives me any grief uh, for being gone with, you know, when the kids are home or going nuts. Or mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely she, she's the one that keeps me there and successful now. Yeah, it's good to have her in your corner. That's for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. That, she's, that kind she's, of support is invaluable. Yeah, if she doesn't give me any grief about, you know, you know, I came home with a set of tires the other day, just random because I was worried about running out mm-hmm. or yep. just just anything. You know, it's just you see the receipts come across the table and she's like, what's this? I say, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be the same thing if there was a pair of shoes on that receipt for with the number of zeros that generally happens after race car parts. 
Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety-five dollar pair of sandals. Hey, Ninety-five bucks. That's cheap, Gary. <laughs> I don't know. That you I've can got buy a... the other one. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Bill, we we thank you for for joining us. Um, it was it was cool thank to talk you. to you for a little bit on here, and yeah. and hopefully, hopefully, you know, our well, we we just found out our our fan base is going to double. We'll we'll have eight people listen to this show. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll uh, hopefully those guys can can get to know you a little bit better, and and we'll hang out this weekend. We have got big Memorial Day weekend race coming up, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a good one, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm really looking forward to it. It's twenty five hundred to win Saturday, three grand to win Sunday, fifteen hundred on on Monday. Monday. Um, it'll it'll be a good time for sure. It is. It is golf cart race still possibly. That's that's still on the on the schedule. So. Eight oh, o'clock boy. Friday night, we'll uh, get down with the pit vehicles, and <laughs> yeah, that's always a good time. That's, that's, that's that'll be the best time of the weekend, I think. No, for sure. Wait, just start it out that you know, start it out that way, and then we can get all the other silly stuff get done with the rest of the yeah, weekend. the racing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we're we'll get that silly racing out of the way. <laughs> well, we're awful proud of you winning that 2020 points championship, sir. That's, uh, hats off to you. You did it in style. And, Thank and, you. And this year, you're what sitting fourth, and in, in, uh, we're about a third of the way through. You got plenty of time, and let's not emphasize the points too much. So, yeah, no. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You bet. Just one so, race at a time, and, they, and last week's win was a good one. Thank you. Even though it went through the buybacks. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Points wise, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, still, okay. still got the fifteen money. gallons of fuel and, and, <laughs> and hey, accumulated whatever they get, seventeen points. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the check. And and the check. Yeah, yeah that's that's that. That's the whole. That's what it's <laughs> yeah. really all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Bill. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you this weekend. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Okay. Well, we're gonna switch gears a little bit and uh, talk about some results from just a couple weekends ago. And then we'll we'll talk about the Memorial Day weekend coming up here on our on our doorstep. Yeah, last weekend we had the or it's two weeks ago now the 14th and 15th of May we were supposed to have our fourth and fifth points races. The fourth one happened. It's just that it got rained out after second round. You know what? It was modified. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those days. Like the whole week leading up to it, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be great. Like the yeah. whole weekend was supposed yeah. to be just great weather, and. And I don't even, it's been so long ago, I don't remember if that was, if it was real warm then. Yeah, and somebody said, it's sprinkling, it can't yeah, be. It was, yeah, it was What's, warm and sunny, and, and yeah. the clouds opened up, and it was, it was one of those rains that it was just, just enough to keep everything wet. Mm-hmm. Just a pesty thing, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't that bad. But uh, we had, uh, we had a lot of, a lot of race cars on the property. I think it was 350 or something like that. It oh, was, no it kidding. It was crazy. It took us three hours to go through one round. Yeah, you know, that's time that that that's cool. And, and somebody just asked me today, like, what was going on a couple weeks ago? We went mm-hmm. by there, and the place was packed, mm-hmm. like pretty much a regular race. Yeah, I mean, we had what close to fifty stock and super stock cars from mm-hmm. the Great Lakes Stock Super Stock Association. Yeah, a few more we than did that. we did gain a few for the Mojo Quick Sixteen. Yeah, but yeah, all told, it was pretty much a big. Just a regular bracket race. Yeah, the uh, stock super stock thing was really neat. That was fun to oh, watch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, actually, just as a, as an announcer, it was not easy though. Try to say Nekaporchik. Nekaporchik seven, seven times yeah. real quickly. <laughs> that's a tough one because it's it's probably not spelled phonetically either. 
No, no, it's not even close. But, uh, <laughs> but he he was a finalist. Jimmy Ronzella was a, one of those Cobra Jet Mustangs. Okay, yeah. Took, took the win in that Great Lakes Stock Super Stock Association. That was a that was a race we rolled it into Sunday, and and they finished it up, and it was it was a lot of fun to watch. It was our first week of the Mojo Quick Sixteen, and we had two sets of qualifying. You know, before the rain, we had the the qualifying on uh, Saturday, and there was. One car, which car was that that went 371? I don't remember the guy's name. It was a Spitzer car. It, it looked like a an older top alcohol car. Maybe it's a, a yeah. top dragster, but, Holy man, that God. thing got down. Yeah. <laughs> what, 371, I think, a little better than 200? Yeah, Jay said it was a top alcohol car with a power glide. Okay, well, that's the easy way Un- to do it. Unbelievable. Anyhow, he couldn't come back for Sunday, and so that meant that uh, Tim Kish could make the field. Okay. Right? He couldn't on Saturday, but he was able to, well, he picked up a little bit, and he was able to get in, and he won the Mojo race on Sunday. Yeah. And Tim Kish was dialed like 469 or 470 pretty much the whole weekend, mm-hmm. and he couldn't make it in the Quick 16 show? Uh, not on, on Saturday. Saturday. Right. Wow. Not on Saturday. What was the bump on Saturday? Saturday. You, oh, I just put you on the spot. Didn't get, Sunday's bump was 460. 460, so, yeah. So it must have been a touch better than that. It had to have been. A little yeah, better. It's cool when you see it come up on the boards after sixteen it go is. down. You know, after eight pair go down, the the, the bump spot shows up. It's fun to watch. Uh, Chris Osborne was number one with a four thirty on Sunday, and Mike Staley was number two. They both went four thirty, but Osborne was with a one and Staley was with a three. No kidding. So it's yeah, two thousands. But Tim won uh, over Mike Staley in the final. Okay. So those guys, guys did really well. Staley broke an input shaft in the transmission in the final. Is that what it was? That's what it was. Yeah. I talked to him yesterday. Ah, okay. Is that too serious? that wrecked the converter too or not? I don't think so, but you, you know you always take that chance whenever that happens. That's a lot of power because I'm sure it wasn't a cheap input shaft. No, it wasn't, I'm sure. Man. Mike has all the best stuff. Yeah. That's, that's that's pretty impressive to go four thirties. That's that's a lot of horsepower. What that, what is that? Thousand horse? It's more than that. Oh, twelve hundred. It's probably fifteen or sixteen hundred. Oh horse. my gosh! Yeah. It, depending on how heavy the car is and and what it's tuned, but yeah, it's you're talking a lot of horsepower for sure. Yeah. How many juniors do we have? We must have fifty. Yeah, I probably nearabouts. It's yeah. been right around fifty uh, for every points race that we've had, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's definitely a crowd. In beginner, uh, Ethan Russell won over Josie. You're Josie. Yep. In the yep. final of beginners. That was cool. Ethan was super excited, uh, especially when he found out he had the buy into the final. He he was really ah, excited about that. So good. Cool cool deal for for them and and the Russell family. I know. Um, oh, the Scoltons have been helping them out and mm-hmm. trying to get this whole thing figured out. I mean, yeah. it's it is a well, steep learning curve. Beginners, with the junior yeah. These, these are little kids. These beginners, man. Yeah. They're, they're just uh, little takers, and they are. Impressive. Oh, in advance, uh, Blaine Zeskowski won over Leah Pitch. So she made it to her first final. Yeah, her first final in 890 car. Yes. Yeah. After three points championships in right. a row in yeah. <laughs> Right. So that was a, that was a good uh, advance. And then uh, Masters Alex Kish won. So he shared the winner's circle with his dad. That was that was neat. That yeah. was a cool deal. Uh, Aubrey Morris was the runner-up. In okay, that. yeah. In the street, Matt Knapp over Gary Hall. Okay. Matt. Now, Matt's been to the winner's circle once already this year as well hasn't yeah he? yeah I got running it. the fairmont right he uh yeah no it's a zephyr right 
I don't know. Todd Rogers. Todd Rogers car. Yeah, I, I think they look the same. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they might take offense to that, but it's That's technically right. a Mercury Zephyr. I mean, okay. You got to have a T two or T one thousand, right? Oh, Pontiac T. Yeah, you're you right. Okay. You got yeah. a Pontiac Chevette. You don't want to mess that one. That's up. true. That is true. I'll give it to you. But uh, let's see. Yeah, that is uh, Matt's second win. He was a uh, winner on May second, also. Okay. Yeah. But he's in the second place in points. Must be. Maybe it was a buyback one. Must one have had two. a buyback. Because uh, Jim, Jim Klimp's still leading the points there. Okay. Uh, Gary Hull had a transmission failure in his big Monte Carlo. Did door. he really? Yeah. Oh, so that's not good. Slipping and sliding all the way down. You could hear it. Oh, oh that's not and, good at uh, all. So he had to spend a little of that uh, runner-up money this week. Yep. And uh, Bill Schmidt, of course, winning over to Jeff Alexander. Okay. Now, Jeff, that's... Uh, that's the elder Alexander. Yeah, that's Nate's dad and, and Barney. They call it Camaro Barney. Oh, really? Because yep, it's purple? It's purple. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for Jeff. But he made the final against Bill. Bill was, came out on top. And Eric Paterka uh, uh, beat Bill Swain in the final for top. Yeah. that And the final on top was just a knockdown, dragout oh. fight. It was, what, 004 to 008? Yeah, they're both on the brakes, right? Yep. And they both ran off a few. No. Uh, quite, quite a battle. Oh yeah, no, you take it. No, you take it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's about what it looks like down there too. And mm-hmm. and I, knowing how Bill races and and knowing how Eric races, I think I think Bill's intention was that he wasn't going to be able to get there and get rid of whatever he had, and it was time to check out. And 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 mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> without without knowing what what it looked like from Eric's side, I, I'm I'm guessing that's what happened. But you know, when you both break out, it doesn't matter who gets there first. So if you know you've got to scrub that right. off, isn't that true? Yeah, that you, yeah. you just you got to know where dead on is. At one point, you've got right. to give it up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he did, and it was, he was okay. They're both <laughs> yep. okay. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Then uh, we got uh, got a pretty big weekend ahead of us. This here. weekend is going to be awesome. Uh, yeah. The the weather outside of, outside of Friday is looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't get Memorial Day weekends like this. No. No, and this is like the third weekend or the third time we've tried to do a Memorial Day race mm-hmm. of some sorts. You know, it's it's rained out the previous two times that we've done it, like before the weekend even came. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it didn't work. As of now, the forecast looks great. Yeah. And this, we're, you're not going to want to miss this race. I mean, top and modified, it's, it's $60 a day. It's $180 for the weekend. Yeah. For twenty five hundred, three grand, and fifteen hundred to win, which is a bargain, right? That's that's great. I mean, it's generally speaking, a sixty dollar entry is a is a two thousand dollar win. Two grand race. race, yeah, right. We're yeah. racing for for, for more than that for three of one of those days, right? So, so yeah, that's 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 going to be a good time for sure. Street payout is is bumped a little bit as well. Yeah. Oh, I, grab the flyer here. Junior dragsters are our standard for for mm-hmm. nor, their normal. That's a three day points race. Yeah, and it, it yeah it is. That's worth noting too. Mm-hmm. It is a points race for the weekend, all three days. Street class, it's a it's a hundred dollars, so thirty three dollars a day for four hundred to win on Friday on Saturday, five hundred to win on Sunday, and three fifty on Monday. Sweet. You you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat it. You really aren't. Yeah. So. And in top and mod, if there's 80 plus cars go down the track first round as per normal, there's a little bit of extra money there. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, this weekend is, is going to be great. Uh, the schedule looks like the gates are opening at noon on Friday. It'll be a test and tune from four to eight. And then, then eight what? o'clock, what? We're, we're scheduled for 
the golf cart race. Not another golf cart race. So if you've never participated or watched a golf cart race, you're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> it is it is it is the the most fun you'll have on the racetrack, hands down. Any uh, any payout or any uh, yeah, entry I, fee? Involved? I have no idea what that looks like. Maybe I'm just... sure there'll be an announcement for whatever that looks like whenever we get around to that. Okay. Uh, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Gates will open at 8 a.m. There'll be a time run at 9:30 mm-hmm. each day, and then there'll be a chapel service on Sunday morning at 8:30. Yep. Crosstalk at 8:30 as usual. Yes, sir. So and. Blossom Racing Engines, who's a racing tire and VP Racing Fuels, okay. are all helping out the weekend. They're, you know, they're on the flyer, and mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I really like three day races. They're yeah, kind of gives you a lot of track time and. Yep, and uh, well, three points races, so it's important for those in points. And and the street thing is pretty neat. Now I, I heard that uh, Mid Michigan has just rolled street into modified. They didn't have enough people even running it. Really? Up. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's every week, but uh, okay. correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I think that's what they've done lately. Check local listings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't heard that. So if you need to race street, if you like that, there and a lot go. of people do. Yeah, definitely. This is the place to be this weekend. Definitely. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. Um, we're, we're, we're due to have, a, you know, a real good car count. And mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to some guys from towards the Indiana way that are talking like they're going to come up. Good. and. Yeah, we're we're really looking forward to it. Good, and the best thing about the is the weather. You can't <laughs> no count kidding. on May for much. You know, <laughs> we've had it. We've had like five years worth of weather already this race season. I mean, we've had frigid cold temperatures. I mean, it, the mm-hmm. the first morning that we raced earlier this year, it was like thirty four degrees that morning. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it, snow could have fell. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. and then we've had we've had almost cold. ninety. We've had extreme warmth. Yeah. Yeah. So. We we've had it all already. We're mm-hmm. we're due for a really just nice weekend. I I mean it'll probably end up being windy or something like it seems like it has every weekend, but it, that's mm-hmm. all right. As long as we get to race, that's that's yeah. the big thing, right? Yep. Three days that uh, and and our points system will be halfway through the season at the end of it. At the end of this weekend, we'll be uh, eight races in. No kidding. Yeah, that's worth noting. We've had five and and four were complete. Okay. One, one got rain shortened there on the fifteenth. That's not bad. Not bad at all, considering. Yeah, yeah, no Michigan. kidding. <laughs> well, let's wrap yeah. this thing up, Gary. Um, it's it's been so nice to to be able to do another one of these podcasts. Yep. Um, I I'd, I'd really like to pick this back up and keep it going again, and and we'll see. We'll I'll do my best to make sure it happens on my end. Uh, Me too. And it's uh, it was really great having our guests on today. It's so much yeah, fun to talk to those. It guys. was fun. It was it was a good time, and, and hopefully you enjoyed it. And you know, if you didn't. Like us, share us, and we'll uh, we'll put together some more episodes of Modified to the Lanes and try to make a, a full season out of out of it like we did before. Yeah, we'll keep the guests coming. We might be calling one of you folks next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thanks again, and we will talk soon.